I was at a, a great conference last year in a mastermind group, and we were talking about things like this. And someone mentioned that, oh, this sounds like a good idea for a product, or you could expand this and interact more with your clients and get top of mind more with your clients by having something like this. And it was like, that was where I got the idea. But I didn't, I didn't have anything quite this, this nice or developed or you know, thought out until after that. And that's the idea came from there. And I just started taking my emails and my Word doc and some other things and putting them in, trying to put them into like one concise kind of thing that was more user-friendly. Hey everyone, welcome to Your First Digital Product, a show that helps maxed out service providers create their first digital product so they can gain an additional income stream, grow their impact without increasing one-on-one work, and experience more time freedom. On the show, I talk to business owners who have launched digital products and dig deep into how you can create, launch, and market your first digital product. I'm your host, Renee Morozowicz. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Today, I'm here with Debbie Campbell, and Debbie is a designer and WordPress developer who's been managing care plans for clients since 2014. She recently created and launched her first digital product, the website Care Plan Welcome Packet. Hey, Debbie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so excited to talk all about the Welcome Packet. But first, do you want to say a little bit about you and like what you do for clients and, and all that good stuff? Yeah, my name's Debbie, and I have been designing and developing for WordPress pretty exclusively since 2009. And I have a good number of clients, local clients, national clients. And in 2014, I had been hosting clients anyway and managing sites for them for quite a while. So I decided I would try to monetize that a little bit and and work on building a care plan business. And it's been going strong since 2014. And now, I've, right now, I've got about 83 clients. Wow. I take that's care awesome. of. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe for people in the audience who don't know what a care plan is, like what is all involved whenever you take care of someone's website? Well, generally it's it's WordPress updates, WordPress mm-hmm. updates, backups, taking care of backups in case something explodes on a website and you can restore yeah. backup easily. My plans include hosting. I think most of them do, private hosting. And then other things like, you know, just support, support help desk. Monthly reports. I do an annual site review where I go through and do an audit, and then we have a phone call and discuss opportunities and things we can do to improve the website. So just general care, availability for support, that kind of thing. Yeah, nice. It's just taking care of things and having somebody to call in case something goes wrong or in case they want to do something. So really just kind of like being almost uh, like an extension of their team and their business. Yeah, most of the clients that don't have like an IT department, they don't mm-hmm. know a whole lot about the technical parts of WordPress and mm-hmm. don't want to learn, which yeah. I don't blame them. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> sort of an extension of their team. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, very cool. So you created this welcome packet. So do you want to tell us a little bit about like what that is and and you use it in your business? So tell us a little bit about how you use it. Yeah, when I first started, I didn't have anything like this and it was more seat of your pants <laughs> yeah. kind of thing when you brought a new client in. but. I, over time, kind of built up a, a document and it was it was like a Word doc and it was just a few things in there. Or I would originally just send them an email with a list of a couple of things about details about the care plan, how to get in touch with me. But eventually it became a little bit more than that. And I was at a, a great conference last year in a mastermind group and we were talking about things like this. And someone mentioned that, oh, this sounds like a good idea for a product. Or you could expand this and interact more with your clients 
and get top of mind more with your clients by having something like this. And it was like, that was where I got the idea, but I didn't, I didn't have anything quite this, this nice or developed or, you know, thought out until after that. And that's the idea came from there. And I just started taking my emails and my Word doc and some other things and putting them in, trying to put them into like one concise kind of thing that was more user-friendly. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of us have that, like, you know, we're working with clients and yeah, we have the emails and we have the documents and they're all kind of around, but like really kind of putting them together in one nice thing to sell sometimes helps us even more because then, yeah, we can give that really nice thing to our clients and all the clients going forward. And I've looked at your welcome pack and it has a lot of great sections in it. So more than just like how to get in touch with you, but also sections on like other services you offer, which I think is so beneficial because I just ran into this myself yesterday that one of my clients, a longtime client said, said something like, I didn't know you offered that. And I was yeah. like, oh no, like yeah. I, how, I must be doing something wrong yeah. that you are not clear on everything that I do and don't do. So I think it's really important and also setting those expectations. So just to recap then, your product you were using for your client, so but not in the polished form that it is now. So you created it, sent that out to your clients. And I think you got some feedback on it from your clients and from right. other coaches and things like that to kind of really make it robust. You want to yes. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, after we, the mastermind group I was in at the conference was actually really helpful. I sent it out to them a couple of times as I was going through iterations. And I also sent it to a couple of my marketing clients who, you know, they have a marketing firm and I do design and development for them. And they thought it was really helpful because they will usually aim their clients toward my care plans after we launch a site that I've done for them. So they, they provided feedback too. And that was all really useful. It took about four months really to get the whole thing. It just kind of coalesced mm -hmm. from all these different sources and, and input into this final thing. And it's not a final thing. It's evolving, but right now it's at 16 pages and I don't, I'm always thinking about how can I expand it further, but right now that's, that's where it is, but it seems it's in a good place right now. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it's something like your contract where, you know, when you first start out, your contract looked like this, but as you run into different scenarios and you're like, oh, I need to add that to my contract or oh, I need to add that to my email sequence or my welcome packet or whatever it is. So like you keep learning what clients need to know and what they have problems with. And yeah, you can keep growing it. So you could do a version two or a version three, you know, as you move on. Yeah, we're on version, I guess, 1.1 right now. Nice. <laughs> I like it. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what's included in the document? Not that you have to kind of spell it out exactly, but just to kind of give people a sense of like, what is a welcome packet and what types of things would you include? Okay. Well, we're actually talking about two audiences too, because mm -hmm. the product is not for clients. The product mm -hmm. is for designers, developers, and agencies, but in the right. care plan that they are, are going to, it's designed to help them onboard their clients and also maybe to put together a care plan if they don't have one already. Mm -hmm. So the main things that are in it are um, things like office hours, how to get support, um, when to get support, when should I start a support ticket? Because a lot of clients don't know. Um, and then what's included in the care plan, because they probably looked at it on the website once and never thought about it. Mm -hmm. So um, defining what is and it is not included so that they're not asking for things that are not included in their plans. Optional add-ons. I've got a few things like privacy policies and 
improved email delivery with Postmark and a few other little things like that, that, like you said, have just kind of crept in over the years. And I just started adding them as add-ons. So it talks about add-ons and FAQs, and then especially asking for referrals is always mm-hmm. a good thing to do. But just basically an overview of the whole care plan. And it's written in a way that's like you know plain English, easy to read. And just designed to be something that they keep, exported as a PDF, and they say keep it and can refer to it going forward. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and and good thing about uh, you mentioning two different audiences. So yes, when you use this with your clients, it's great to let them know. Yeah, when can they get in touch with you, and when to wait, and what other services you offer, and FAQs like questions that everybody asks. But in creating it to sell it to your peers, I have another episode I'll I'll link in the show notes about audiences to sell to. So you know, this specifically is for your peers, people who are also offering care plans or want to offer care plans and need something, you know, they don't have to start from scratch. You've already created this that they can modify, you know, with their logo and color branding and their their specific offerings and their specific office hours. But it really gets them started to be able to hit the ground running with their clients. I think we have a lot of experience and and I'm sure that you found this like earlier in your career you know, with the masterminds and with the other groups, like relying on the experience of others, people who are a little bit further along than you, like is so valuable. So sure. it's kind of like, get, you know, giving back to the people who are kind of just coming up now and kind of climbing that ladder as well. We talked about the product and like what's included and why you use it. Do you want to talk about like the actual, you're talking about creating the product too. So you went through that feedback, you know, in different groups of people, but what about the I think you went through a couple of different sales platforms to kind of find that one that really worked for you because there's no one, there's so many of them and there's no right one for everybody. You know, you have a lot of technical know-how. So you want to tell us like what you ultimately, well, what you tried and then what you ended up with in terms of like actually selling the product. Yeah. Yeah. I tried a couple. I tried Gumroad um, and, and another that was really similar to that. And they're if familiar with them, they're pretty limited. I mean, you're you're allowed to put in a few uh, description, some photos and a few things, but they're pretty limited. And I ran into, I don't recall exactly what the issues were, but just a couple of little things that made it not ideal mm-hmm. for that. And, and the other one like that, I also tried Etsy, put together an Etsy shop and it was up for about a month, but didn't really do anything. And mm-hmm. I, I think that was really more a problem of not so much the platform, but of needing to really focus on the audience and niche down because it's just too broad of an audience on Etsy. Mm -hmm. But then I have a lot of experience with WooCommerce. Mm -hmm. So eventually I just wound up building a a WordPress site and with WooCommerce. And that worked out a lot better because I could totally customize it. And it also helped because I could do things like start a blog and Mm -hmm. I could put more like resources on there and lead magnets and things like that. So it was really the best the best platform. And I should have probably just done that from the start. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, you know, we don't know. No, yeah. yeah, we don't know what we <laughs> yeah. don't know. And yeah. uh, those other ones sounded like they would be good, but it just mm-hmm. didn't work out in this case. I love that you have, so you have um, at least one blog post. So you can create content that can be found via search engines. And yeah. do you do any, like, did you say you, you do have a lead magnet on there? I do. I created a resource page. It's a okay. care plan management toolbox. And um, I put on there my top five recommended tools for people that are managing care plans. And then I've got a page of a lot of info. There's a there's a PDF of this, which is a lead mm-hmm. magnet. And it, this is also my affiliate page, which is also mm-hmm. a useful thing to do is yeah. become an affiliate of mm-hmm. as many, you know, 
different resources that you can. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, I had the ability to do that and where I couldn't have done that on one of the platforms like. Right. Yeah. And all things that you use and like too, if we're using these products anyway, and we really like them, you know, sharing an affiliate link, I think is, is great because you're saying like, Hey, I really love this product. Mm -hmm. And if you want to check it out, here's my affiliate link. And, you know, and it's not like we're all getting super rich from affiliate links. I don't know. Maybe some people are, but, you know, like 20 bucks, 40 bucks or whatever, like it's nice. You know, it's just a nice little added income stream. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's great. I think for someone who's doing something like a care plan where you are using a lot of different resources, you Mm -hmm. may have, you've got a host, you may have a lot of professional licenses for things. I think an Mm -hmm. affiliate page is great idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can't yeah. hurt for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think when we're starting out too, like, I, I don't know about you, but in my experience, like I tried so many different things, you know, like this backup plugin and that backup plugin and, you know, this yeah. product and that product. And, you know, you kind of over time find the ones that work for you. So yeah. just telling someone like, here, I've been doing this a long time. I already did all the work for you. Just use these tools because these are the best ones. Yeah. I think can be really valuable for people just starting out. The other thing I was going to say is that I started out in Google Slides. Mm-hmm. I made the first one in Google Slides. And then I, you know, I really found that Canva is really the place to be. So mm-hmm. I had taught myself Canva and made another version of it in Canva. So I've sold about probably about half and half Google nice. Slides in Canva. Mm-hmm. So that worked out well. And I know how to use another tool now. It wasn't something mm-hmm. I planned at the beginning, but seemed to be necessary. Yeah. Yeah. People, Canva's all over the place now. Like you hear about Canva left and right. And yeah, that is a great point of having your product, you know, because it is a template that people can customize, having it be in a tool that people can customize. Like you wouldn't put it in like InDesign because, you know, we don't all know InDesign, you know, you might, but just making it the easiest. And I'm not saying like you would put it in every platform to give tons of options, but you know, those are two really popular options, right? Google Slides, a lot of people know. People have Google Workspace and Canva, a lot of people using it. So I think those are two great options to deliver the same thing. And so it's the same price and you just get to pick which one or how do you have it kind of priced out? Okay. Yeah, they're the same price and you get the same, it's the same document, just different Mm -hmm. format. Oh, nice. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So you, and you also, you mentioned, you know, you created a WooCommerce site and, you know, blog post SEO, and you also like bought a specific domain for it. So you have a domain. I, I've talked about this before on the show that often when you're selling to your peers, putting that content on your own website, on your agency website or on your business website can be confusing for potential customers. Like exactly. it's not a great place to do it. So yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Like how did you pick the domain and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I definitely didn't want to put it on my, my mm-hmm. agency site because clients would would have no idea what it was yeah. or... Yeah. And then the other thing is my agency site, I have a separate website for my care plan mm-hmm. business. And that's, that's another you know point of confusion for people. So I wound up with the domain name and it's way too long, <laughs> uh, but it's, but it's, I mean, it's, it's wpcareplanwelcomepacket.com. Mm-hmm. So I don't think yes. I could be any clearer with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, like, I guess maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like, what if you have other products later? Like, do you, well, do you have any thoughts about other products? And then would you put them on that site or would they all still be related to the welcome packet? Like, what about the future, I guess? Well, I don't have any plans right now. I've, mm-hmm. I've tried thinking about it, but I'm really just focusing on marketing this one still. Mm-hmm. And if I did have other products, they would probably fall under the care plan universe somehow. Yeah. So I think it would probably be fine to have them on that site. 
Mm-hmm. If I did, I, I don't really have anything in mind right now, but I think yeah. that they would probably be related. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I talked with uh, Nathan Ingram on the show a little while ago. And yeah, he mentioned the products that he has are in alignment with each other. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like something like way out there. It's they're, they're all related to each other. And that makes it easier for you to create and manage and have them all, you know, kind of in one place and related to one thing. I think it makes it easier for your audience, too. Because whenever you're doing this and this and this and, you know, and your audience is like, wait, yeah. I, I'm not sure what's going on. Like, what are we talking about here? So, yeah, I agree yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned the marketing, focusing on marketing. Do you want to tell us some ways that you have been marketing the product or some ways upcoming to? Yeah. Like I said, it's really important to think about your target audience. I have a super niche audience. And I did try a little bit of Facebook marketing, but I'm not, that's not my forte. Didn't mm-hmm. really do much with it. But I have found that doing like sponsoring newsletters and podcasts is good because that's, mm-hmm. a, that is again, a super niche audience. Mm-hmm. So that is, I've done, I've gotten some sales from that and I'm going to continue yes. doing that. I've made a spreadsheet. I've got a marketing spreadsheet where mm-hmm. I keep track of who I, you know, who I contact about sponsorships and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then I also am signed up for a number of like Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal nice. pages this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a place to get it, the product in front of mm-hmm. uh, a number of people. The other thing I, I will mention that I did make a, a mistake that I made. I did. I was kind of like focused on one place that would have been a good place, a great place to market and get it in front of my audience. But I really made an error by sharing that with the person that runs that space mm-hmm. too soon before mm-hmm. it was really in a position. And it was, it was, that was my mistake. And I, since then I, it was less than finished. It was not mm-hmm. in a position to, to be doing that yet. I guess it wound up being a good experience because it helped me really make the product a lot more unique mm-hmm. and it helped me really focus on making sure the product was not part of the sales process, but something that you would give after the sales process. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. it was entirely for, you know, the benefit of the client and not part of you trying to sell something to the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And again, you know, back to like, we don't know what we don't know. And I exactly. think some of those things like, you know, kind of going down the road of like, let's look at some of these sales platforms because they're easier. I hesitate sometimes to recommend, you know, doing this big thing because then it it makes the the project that much bigger and, you know, people are less likely to launch. But yeah, sometimes you kind of go down a path, you're like, oh, wait, this isn't the right path. Let's backtrack. And, you know, I think we do find the lessons in those mistakes, even though we don't like it at the time. No, yeah, there's always something, usually something good will come out of something like that mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you have that attitude of looking for that too, instead of like, oh, this was terrible. Like, okay, what did I learn here? What can I do differently next time? But yeah, I totally agree. And I like that you are identifying opportunities like where your audience is, the newsletters that they are reading and the podcast that they're listening to, you know, borrowing those audiences from other people, I think is really valuable, a great place to find them. Yeah. It's also a lot easier than trying to target them with ads. Mm -hmm. Uh, because those audiences are already there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of like doing research into the podcast and sponsorships and and that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, Black sure. Friday, I think. I've never I've never run a Black Friday ad of any mm-hmm. type. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how this works out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's just a lot of this is just like experimenting. And so yeah. yeah, like, oh, I've never tried an ad before. Oh, I've never tried, you know, selling on Black Friday. And your audience specifically is very Black Friday interested. Like the WordPress community is really into Black Friday. Yeah, like we're looking for the deals we want. You know, we're we're waiting. 
to see what comes up. So yeah, I think that's a great place, um, you know, to market. So do you want to tell us maybe your recommendations are so maybe like what you learn and or your recommendations for people who are creating their first product? Yeah, it's very time consuming. <laughs> I would say it took me about four months. And I guess work was a little light at that point. I thought, well, this is great. I have an opportunity to do this. But it was it was a lot more work than I thought it would mm -hmm. be. And I, you know, it wasn't difficult for me to build that WordPress site with WooCommerce. It was harder for me to actually, the time I spent trying to figure out the platforms that I didn't mm -hmm. wind up using, but then I learned that they were not the right platform for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it was a lot more time consuming than I thought it would be. Another one is, I had no idea what I was doing. So without your guidance, I, it wouldn't have gone anywhere because I had no idea what I was doing. So I really appreciate that. It would have oh, taken a lot longer. You you knew how to help. And it was it. I mean, I couldn't have done it without you, to be honest. Oh, that's what you think. So, <laughs> there's um, a lot of pieces to it. Like there's a lot of, there's maybe more yeah, pieces than we think uh, exactly. that are kind of I do involved agree. in it. Uh, but I think it's great to go through because like you personally, like you may have clients who want to sell something online something that you learned here may be helpful for you too it's true. when you're serving your clients so you know i think that it's it's just a it's just a great learning experience and yeah if you make some money that's great too yeah and i would say another thing to be really attentive to detail i'm pretty much a perfectionist when it comes to like graphic design stuff and mm -hmm. it took a while to get canva to the point where google slides is not a, i mean it's not that great for graphic mm -hmm. design yeah. And neither is, and Canva is, is but uh, it was a learning experience with Canva. And I wanted everything to look really, you know, really sharp. And the last thing and I would does. say is, oh, thank you. It I is very sharp. That. Yeah. It was like, I, when I first saw, like, when you first built the website, I was like, wow, that like pops. Like, that is, you know, it's really, I think, rare to find somebody who is both great at the development and killer at the design. So, yeah, I was like, wow. Well, thank you. Very cool. Um, and the last thing I would say is reviews are really important. <laughs> And they're hard to get. It's hard to get people to leave reviews. And the first guy that bought one from me is from Ireland. He left me a great review. And I would recommend, I've got a, a few reviews and I would recommend putting up a system for requesting them automatically. I use like Automate Woo, which you know, does follow-up emails, but you can you know set it up with MailChimp or MailerLite or some other thing to set up like automated reviews, review requests after you launch, after they purchase the product. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just really hard to get reviews, but they're so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that automating. And I think a lot of times when we launch a product, we're, yeah, we're spending a lot of time on the product and on the marketing and on the followers. But really, like, we want to get to a point where it, it runs, like it just runs. By it just itself. runs. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's the goal. So, yes, yeah, setting those things up. And yeah, maybe you don't have them set up from the beginning, but yeah, adding those things over time. Yeah. And I think getting those reviews is really important because, yeah, people want to see that proof. Like, what is this? I don't know what this is, but, you know, I still read reviews. And even though I feel like Amazon reviews are crappy now, but, exactly. you know, that was kind of like, you know, what we were, I don't want to say like brought up with, but, you know, in the online space, like reading Amazon reviews was like a big deal you know, to see if the product was going to be good, good or not. So I think in, yeah, our products, if we don't have those reviews and don't ask for them. Also, I think it it's an opportunity to sometimes make some tweaks. Like if somebody leaves a review that says, I like this and I had trouble with this, that's just an opportunity for you to make the product better. Yeah. You know, if absolutely. you get that feedback. So, yeah. Yeah. The, so far, the reviews, have I've only got a few, but they've been really good. Yeah. And awesome. I haven't got anything, but yeah, it's totally a great way to to find out what you need to work on mm -hmm. too. 
Yeah. And you can use those reviews also as content in maybe that newsletter that you're sponsoring or that podcast. So-and-so just bought this product and they said this about it. Sometimes I think it it's, it feels easier to share what somebody else has said about our product than yeah. for us to share like, this is a great product. You know, we feel yeah, kind of like sure. salesy. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing was uh, <laughs> okay. just about affiliates. Mm-hmm. Um, if you only have like one or two things that you use, but with if you're a WordPress developer, there's going to be probably you know a dozen things that you use all the time and i think there's no problem at all being becoming an affiliate i I have no problem clicking on affiliate links for other Mm -hmm. people it's like you said you don't get rich doing it but it's certainly you know it's a passive income yeah exactly passive income is great exactly yeah that's the goal like working less hours well you know tying those hours to the income i think kind of pulling away from that and also it it promotes those companies that you like yeah. you use this product and you like it like and you know kicking some sales their way too can feel good yeah absolutely i agree awesome so cool. do you want to tell us where we can find you online yeah the welcome packet is at wpcareplanwelcomepacket.com okay. and then my studio site is redkitecreative.com awesome thank you so much for being on the show today well thank you i appreciate you having me Hey, thanks for listening. I'd love to continue the conversation in your inbox. Email subscribe to hey at yfdp.show or sign up in the show notes to get bi-monthly emails about how you can create, launch, and market your first digital product. Can't wait to see you there.